Hello, and welcome to the Heroin TV Podcast. Today is Thursday, July 4th, 2013. Uh, happy Independence Day to all the Americans out there. And happy Independence Day to Francesca. Hi, Francesca. Hi. And my name's Lucia. I run Heroin TV. And we are going to podcast about Mad Men today. Woohoo! Yay. And I think like Mad Men was like one of the first things we ever podcasted about back in oh, the day wow. when we used to when we used to regularly podcast uh, occasionally <laughs> bi-monthly maybe <laughs> uh we used to talk a lot about mad men we got really deep conversations about like edith wharton and we were very intellectual oh yeah <laughs> so uh yeah so season six wrapped up uh recently uh i've been watching religiously francesca have you been watch- watching watching Yes. And did you watch by yourself or do you watch with Zach? With Zach. Okay. So is he into it too? Do you guys like talk about it? Like what's your Mad Men viewing like these days? We both like it. So we both watch it together. Um, I don't think we like talk about it. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting because um, we were watching, we were flipping through channels the other day and... um, What's that show with the mobster Italian? Sopranos? Sopranos, yeah. And um, there was an episode of Sopranos, and it was a dream episode. And I was like, oh, my God, I love their dream episodes. They're so good. (laughs) And then it was kind of like reminding me something about it. Was reminding you of the Sopranos. You know, for Tosca, that Matthew Matthew, uh, Weiner worked on Sopranos. Oh, okay. Yes. I can swear, see, yes, like, exactly. a similarity between them, you know? like he, He's not the main Sopranos creator. That was David mm-hmm. Chase, but he was definitely one of the Sopranos writers. Yeah, yeah there's just kind of, like, a strange, yeah. abrupt, abrupt, like, I don't know what's happening right wow, now. Franny, you but... so, you're so smart that you figured that out. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Without knowing anything. And um, on a sad note, uh, Sopranos, the main star recently died. That's been all over the news. And it was, like, weird when I read it. I was just, like, really sad. And I don't usually get sad when, like, people I don't know die. Yeah. I didn't know He kind of reminded me of dad He reminded me a lot of my dad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) People who are listening, Fredesca and I are the same dad. We're sisters. (laughs) Uh, If this is your first time listening to the podcast, yes. Um... Yes, and actually, speaking of parents, I've been watching Mad Men with our mother, and it's really hilarious to watch Mad Men with my mom because she is, like, kind of the generation of Sally, right? Um, Okay. So she's watching, and she'll always be like, oh, we had that dish soap. Oh, my God. We had those chairs. Like, oh, those cups. Like, she Uh gets really into all the details and and has, like, a certain perspective, which is Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I felt like, you know, I don't think we talked last season about season five at all. And I felt like last season was really probably my, le- my least favorite season. Um, I just was not as into it. Uh, and even though there were moments, there were so many amazing moments in it, I just wasn't into it. Whereas this season, I feel like I got completely sucked in, um, and the second half of the season was, like, so crazily good. And... You just like Don and Peggy together? No. <laughs> Working together? No, no. I don't. I, I love Peggy. Now, okay. Oh, my God. Like, I want to say everything about Peggy because we're going to get there. But um, 
First, we'll start with Don, even though Don is a loathsome creature and I care nothing about him anymore. Um, yeah. We've never really been big Don fans, even though he's the main character, uh, the two of us, right? Like, mm-hmm. we we got, like, mad at him back in the Betty days and yeah. forgiven him. Um, but he has been a mess this season. It, mm-hmm. like... Like, when you thought he had reached rock bottom before, it's like, oh, no, there is further down to go for him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what did you think about his affair with Sylvia and the the next door neighbor and that whole I thought it was, like, a shocking plot line because I thought, you know, he was, like, such a cheater before with his old wife and now with his new wife. I really, like, thought he wasn't going to cheat on her. Um, so it just kind of like brought me back to like, oh yeah, that's how Don is. And, um, I don't know. He acted like he was all in love with her and stuff. So it was really strange. With the, yes, it was a very different affair than what we're used to him. He was the one wanting to keep it going and wanting the emotional connection. And she was the one like, we need to keep it distant and blah, blah, blah. Um, it was very weird. And there was also that weird episode where, like, he was, like, being, like, uh, the dominant, like, it was oh, yeah. kind of weird, like, sexually dominant thing. Like, that yeah. was just, like, it was just, like, oh, Don, you are the scum under my shoe right now. Like, <laughs> oh, I was, like, just, oh, you're so annoying. Um, but, you know, the actress who was playing Sylvia, I recently watched her on this show called Freaks and Geeks. Okay. I think I was telling you about that show. Yeah, uh, I really like her. Yeah, she's really great. And you would like her um, on, on Freaks and Geeks a lot, and you would like Freaks and Geeks. So if anybody mm. hasn't has not seen Freaks and Geeks who's listening, it's on Netflix. It's super good. A young Busy Phillips is on it. Mm. So uh, good times. Mm. And then, like, there was the storyline. The, the weird thing with Megan is we thought he had finally, like, found maybe his match uh, but at the same time it wasn't surprising at all that like he was cheating on her I was like it was like I, have, I felt two things like on the one hand I was shocked but on the other hand I wasn't surprised like I felt both yeah. those things at the same time yeah. and Megan's just like totally oblivious doing her soap opera career which yeah. was very hilarious yeah. um, and on that note I feel like this season was like especially funny like every season of Mad Men is especially fun like I feel like the last few seasons have just been so comedic like, this show is so good at comedy. Like, I laugh so much when I watch Mad Men. Hmm. I feel like. Like, you think of it as a drama all serious, but really, there's just so many moments of, like, you know, like, yeah. Peggy stabs, stabs someone with a harpoon. And, you know, like, you know, there's just these moments where it's just, like, it's just so absurd. Everybody's so absurd. Yeah. Like I, I feel like know. Pete's the most absurd. Yeah, like, of he's course. the one I laugh at the most. <laughs> yeah. Falling down the stairs was a great moment. <laughs> yeah. So, and then... With the whole Sylvia storyline, there was uh, the big the Sylvia son was going to be drafted because Vietnam is still going on, and Don like steps up and is like going to help out the kid. And you're thinking, I was like really thinking for a second, like he's going to do this selflessly and he's not going to get anything out of it. But then, of course, <laughs> he freaking sleeps with her again, and then yeah. Sally walks in and sees it. And what did you think of that whole exchange and the way that Dawn handled it and Sally's response? Um, I I don't I thought it was really like believable. I yeah. don't know. Like Yeah. It felt almost you know, inevitable she, and she doesn't want to talk to him anymore. Yeah. 
you know, and but sh- but yet but yet she's not going to go and like tell people because it was like really, you know, I think she doesn't. She's like really embarrassed about it and horrified, and so she's not like she wants to like talk to people about it, you know. So, and poor poor Sally always seems to walk in on uh, inappropriate things. Like she walked in on a. Uh, on Megan's mom giving Roger a blowjob like last oh, season or two seasons I don't ago. remember that. Oh yeah, it was oh really God. horrible. It's yeah, child. and Roger had been like so nice to her. It was like he's like being her friend, and then she like walks into him getting a blowjob like, oh uh. poor child, poor child. <laughs> and oh my God, Kiernan Shipka who plays Sally is so amazing. I like her. Yeah. I love her so much, and she's really had a lot of attitude this season. But yeah. at, at the same time, no matter even though she's being a brat all season, it's like you just can't help but love her i don't know there's just something because you yeah. can tell that she's putting on an act you can tell was this the brattiness. season with the robbery yes okay oh my god let's <laughs> talk a little bit about that um that, that was, was like so uncomfortable <laughs> like i feel like i was Matt- really glad that sally was like smart at first i thought she was really just gonna think like oh okay this is yeah. my grandma so- I, I yeah and it was weird like it was almost like she knew it was wrong, but she knew that the girl, that the lady was lying, mm-hmm. but she was going along with it just because I kind of felt like she kind of was like going along with it because it was easier. And she was like, well, maybe it could be like that. But I think she totally knew in her heart, like, obviously this yeah. isn't right. Yeah. Um, but. And then of course it led her to realization that she knows she nothing, knows about, nothing dad. about her father. So how did the, how did this woman find out stuff about him i forget she what she said i think all she saw is like they probably have mailboxes with their names on them you know they probably have mm-hmm. you know like the drapers like outside the front or something you know so he <laughs> she probably found out that so she probably cased the joint first she probably mm-hmm. figured out oh they're gone tonight so she knew they were gone she just didn't know yeah. they would leave their freaking children home alone because they're <laughs> crazy horrible parents um like <laughs> she just didn't know that part um, so I think she was probably casing it. She was following him. You know, like, she probably had it, like, oh, okay. Um, like, this is a fancy apartment. I'm going to steal stuff from it. Um, but it was also, like, uncomfortable to watch just because, like, she was playing on, the, the burglar lady was, like, kind of playing on the stereotypes of the time of, like, she made up a believable story because all she knew was mm-hmm. his name and then she pretended, well, I, I raised him, you know, I was his mammy, but, you know, she's like, she, like, mm-hmm. acts like she was took care of her and and we know from betty's childhood that she had um an african-american nanny who took care of her you know um Mm. and obviously sally was in the same situation so from her history that might be believable Mm -hmm. oh you're um you know so she obviously didn't think like they were blood related but when she says i you know i raised him she knows what that means yeah you know um, but at the same time, it was very uncomfortable to watch just because it felt like such a stereotype, but I felt like that was intentional. Like we're supposed to be uncomfortable because she was intentionally. So when she was looking for a watch, she was just assuming that he had an expensive yeah, exactly. watch. She wasn't like, yeah, okay, exactly. Of course he has a watch, a businessman like, okay. that, you know? Yeah. I think, I don't think she knew anything specific. I think she just is a smart con con lady. Okay. You know, she's just smart. Um, but it was just a it was a weird choice in a season where they're touching on this civil rights stuff, but they're not everything about like the civil rights and the violence that's going on is very much through the white character's perspective. So mm-hmm. there's all this white guilt like on the p- character's part and also on us when we're watching it, like because we're mm-hmm. just 
I don't know, it just was very, like, there was parts that were uncomfortable, but I felt like that was good writing, because I felt like that was what they were going for. Like, yeah, it was really racist, because that's what, it was racist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, almost like the portrayal mirrored what was going on or something. Like, we were just seeing it from their side. Yeah. So, it was one-sided, because it was one-sided mm-hmm. from their perspective. Like, there was yeah. that awkward episode with the hugging, and... Tone hugging Dawn. Tone hugging Dawn was like the most awkward hug that ever existed. Um, So I don't know. It was just a, yeah, it was weird. That was a whole weird thing. Um, But yeah, oh, Sally, Sally. And then Sally also had the the boarding school situation Mm -hmm. where uh, she, she gets reunited with Glenn. Creepy, creepy Glenn, oh, who's yeah. now grown up. He's like, you know, a little more mature now. Mm-hmm. And she kind of caught, she kind of delights in getting two guys to fight over her. Um, I don't remember this. Did you miss an episode? Maybe. Oh, there was this episode where Sally wants to go to boarding school right after she finds out about her dad. Because she's like, oh, my God, I never want to be around her dad. She never wants to be around her dad again. So she wants to go to boarding school. So she goes and spends the night at the boarding school as, like, a trial run. Yeah, I I saw that. And Glenn comes over. Oh, I must have fallen asleep. I saw Listeners, this happens all the time. Fredesca falls asleep at a very important time and then doesn't know what happened. really late. Okay, because I saw when her mom drove her there and she was there and the the boarding lady was like, this is as much a trial, you know, for you to see if you like us as, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. When she gets there, the girls are horrible. And so she's trying to, like, prove that she's, like, older and cool, too. So she, like, um, calls Glenn to like come hang out with them and he brings his friends so he glenn and his friend are like hanging out with the girls okay and they're like drinking and stuff and like being all like teenager um okay yeah i saw the episode when they call her parents and say she got in trouble for drinking yeah but i never saw so what happens is glenn's friend um wants to hook up with sally glenn goes in to hook up with the friend uh with with sally's like roommate and sally Mm -hmm. kind of is jealous like, mm. she's kind of not happy about it because she kind of likes Glenn, I think, a little bit. Mm. And then this other guy's trying to trying to make out with her, and she doesn't like it, and he's kind of a jerk to her. So then she kind of yells out and gets De- Glenn to come out of the room and says he's trying to, you know, um, he won't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then Glenn punches his friend. <laughs> and so then they're, like, fighting over her, and she kind of gets this little, like, Betty-type kind of reaction to that, you know, even though she, it starts <laughs> off like she has good intentions, I think like the guy is being a jerk and she yeah. tells Glenn, but then her reaction to it is a little bit of like delight. <laughs> like she's a little delighted that uh, they're fighting, you know. Oh, that's funny. So it was a very Betty. It was like a very Betty thing because huh. yeah, yeah. There are certain moments <laughs> where Sally is very Betty. Um, yeah. Which brings me to Betty because I would like to talk about her whole evolution this season. Mm-hmm. Um. She dyed her hair black earlier in the season. Yeah. What did you think about brunette Betty? I liked it. Yeah, it was cute. Betty seems a lot, like, nicer to her kids now all of a sudden. Yeah, I think she's finally relaxed into... I think it took a while for her to recover from being married to Dawn, you know? (laughs) Like, I think... And to actually be happy. Like, she's... Like, 
her husband that's with her she's with now like absolutely adores her does everything for yeah. her and I think it took a while for her to adjust to that <laughs> yeah and then she had all these self esteem issues with her weight gain yeah um and so I think she's really transformed a lot mm-hmm. I feel and then when she went back to being skinny blonde Betty again she just seemed to have a confidence um that she had not really had before. Like she Mm -hmm. seems to have just grown up a bit and she just, she went through the war. Like she went through so much being married to Dawn and now she's like come out the other side finally. Yeah. Um, What was with the, what do you think was up with the girl that was staying at their house that she was all into? That was really a weird stuff. Like that was very weird. And Oh my god, the rape joke was so horrible. I was like, I <gasps> oh my god, I forgot about that. I was no, so was horrified. So it was so Zach horrible. And I, were just I was like, like oh that is horrific. I know I want to turn off the TV and never watch TV again. It was no, just very I was like, upsetting. Um, so and even upsetting. her husband was like not getting her humor. You know, yeah. he was like, um, Betty, calm down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Betty is <laughs> Betty is not a not yeah, she's a horrible sense of humor. Oh my god. Oh my god. So horrible. The rape joke. Yeah, I feel like there was uh, I feel like with that. Part of her was slightly jealous because she's always slightly jealous of everything because that's how she how she is. But I think the majority of her emotion in that was kind of she identified with her and mm-hmm. she was being like mothering to her. Like I, I feel know. like she really like, oh she cared about. We this really girl. saw like her maternal instinct there mm-hmm. that she like really could take care of somebody else. Like she went all the way to the city and went down that bad neighborhood and like went yeah. into that house and like she did all that to help that girl. Like, yeah. she was actually trying to help somebody. Yeah. So, I think Betty gets a bad rap, other mm-hmm. than the horrible rape joke, which was horrible. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was very upsetting. Oh, my God. And that actress, oh, my God, she was somebody familiar who played the um, Sally's friend, and now I can't remember. It was somebody I knew. Uh, I feel like the beginning of the season was so long ago. It's like, who knows what it, what it, what it was now. Yeah. Um, but it was an actress I knew. And and it was also cool with that whole thing where she goes into the city. You're seeing different kinds of people now. Like, these young people in their subculture is, like, a different kind of... It's so different, you know? Because it's 1968 yeah. now. And it's just, like, the world has changed so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's just different, you know, types of... And and part of that was also in the very first episode was awesome because you like see everybody's new hair and like all oh, the men yeah. oh my god all the men and their new facial hair was like insane <laughs> like all the sideburns and the mustaches oh, and the yeah. beards and it was just like oh my god wow 1968 like wow a lot has changed <laughs> like yeah. everybody got new hair <laughs> yeah and then of course an, uh, one of the my favorite episodes of the whole season was the episode where. Um, uh, Betty and Dawn go to go to camp um, with Bobby, oh, and they yeah. sleep together. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dawn like kind of thinks it's more, and Betty's just like over it. She's just yeah. like she's just like whatever. And that was like so awesome. Like it was just like oh yeah, Betty. Betty's got her power back. And and she says that line to Dawn while they're in bed, yeah. like about Megan. Oh, you know. That poor girl, she doesn't know that loving you is, like, the worst way to get to you. Because yeah. she knows. She's been loved John for all these years and been miserable. And yeah. now that she doesn't, now she can really, like, connect with him <laughs> or yeah. something, I guess. Uh, yeah. 
Because I guess Don has all these issues with women, which, how did you feel that that was portrayed over the season? Because there seemed to be this theme throughout the whole season with all these horrible flashbacks, which, oh my god, the flashback Don is like, where did they find that actor? The actor does not look like he would grow up to be Don No, not only that, like, he has no charisma he has no soul or personality. Like, like you, like he has like these dead eyes. I think that's eyes. what they're like, trying to do. Like, show us how Don's like. He's just so you know, like a like, came from this. Like, it's just so you know, weird. He's just like this blank slate a of like zombie kid. Yeah, he seems like a zombie kid. He seems like he's one of those kids in a horror movie that's going to yeah. end up becoming a serial killer. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, so creepy. Um, I, I didn't think that was very. I don't know. I th- felt like that was very. the opposite of subtle <laughs> the opposite yeah. of subtle and kind of badly handled some of those flashback stuff like mm-hmm. okay we get it he has issues with women and they're either mm-hmm. prostitutes or virgins you know i don't know he seems to have this relationship with like whores because of whatever his mm-hmm. how he was raised i don't know but whatever so Let's move on to Peggy, because Peggy is really what the show's all about. I'm convinced, because mm-hmm. at the very end of the season, did you notice when she is in the office, she's sitting just like how Don is in the opening credits? You know how, like, Don Draper, the back of his head, and how he has his arm out? Oh, okay. And you, I like, see that. his silhouette. Like, you see his silhouette in the opening credits, like the Mad Men, um, you know, symbol. Yeah. It's his silhouette, and at the end of this episode, it was Peggy in the Mad Men silhouette. Oh, funny. And she was wearing pants, and she, that's the first time she's worn pants, and it was awesome. Oh, she's wearing a pantsuit. I didn't notice that. She wore a pantsuit, Franny. Huh. Yeah. It was so amazing. I loved the pantsuit, because I felt like that was very symbolic. Like, now mm-hmm. Peggy's wearing the pants, and Peggy's yeah. in Dawn's, you know, you know, she's the, she's the big kahuna now. Mm. So... I felt like she's really, but unfortunately, to get to that point at the end of the season, she had to go through some hard things. Yeah. Oh, poor Peggy. Oh, gosh. Yeah. What did you think about how she broke up with her boyfriend and all that? <laughs> and now she's oh, you mean him. how her boyfriend broke up with her? That was so awkward. <laughs> well, first how she stabbed him. I know. <laughs> with a spear that she made? Yeah. That was amazing. Like, like nothing better has ever happened on Batman than Peggy, like, making a homemade spear and stabbing her It went in just, like, so easily. I was just like, oh, my God, that's got to be so sharp. Oh, my God. It was so great. And then how he breaks up with her on in the hospital. but Yeah. <laughs> in the hos- not in the hospital, in the ambulance. No. Um, it's horrible. Yeah. Oh, poor Peggy. But I, I didn't ever thought Abe was right for her anyways. Yeah, especially because she was really liking her boss that whole time she was, you know, with him. Yeah. Then, of course, the boss turns out to be a jerk, too. At first, it seems like he's really different, and maybe he's a good guy. And, I mean, maybe you could still make an argument. He is a good guy, but not for Peggy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know... They have all this, like, flirtation, and then it seems like he's not going to act on it, but then they sleep together, and then yeah. he decides to go back to his wife. And yeah. he says, like, someday you'll be glad I made this decision, which I thought was what made me hate him, because I feel like that's so patronizing. Like, mm-hmm. I know what's best for us. Like, oh, someday you'll know why I did this, because I'm so much smarter and wiser than you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and she's just like, oh, well, my, aren't you lucky to have decisions? 
Um, yeah. Because Peggy never seems to be... She always... It's funny, though. Even though often she never gets to be the one to, like, make the decisions or she has to always react to all these forces that she's not in control of, she mm-hmm. still is in control of her life because she makes decisions in response to that that are decisions that lead her toward success. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even though she's had to, like, have all these men try to, like, force her to do this and that, in the end, you know she is where she is now because because of her own choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did you think about her and Dawn kind of becoming antagonists? They went from being like mentor and mentee to her calling him a monster. Um, I felt like, I don't know, maybe I was like had a weird perspective, but I felt like most of the reasons that she was um, like, reacting that way towards him were because of the way he was treating the guy that she loved, that that boss guy that she's really into. It's like she, um, it's, it almost was like she didn't even, it wasn't even that she loved Teddy, the, the boss guy was Teddy Chaw. It was mm-hmm. almost like Teddy represented to her maybe like the good side of advertising or like maybe the good side of what Dawn was like the white hat versus the black hat or something like the good side versus the bad side. And she saw what Dawn was doing as attacking and undermining that and turning what could have been good into something dirty and bad and kind of like having this corrupting, like he seems to, cause because Don's on this downward spiral, it's kind of like he wants to take everything with him or something. Like he's yeah. just kind of like he's just this black cloud that is. Like, I like how they finally address the you. fact that he drinks way more than any oh other God. human being. And she's yeah, like, she goes, "Oh, can't drink as much." She's as like, like, "Yeah, that was so great." She's like, "I, I kept up with him the whole time." She's like. What? She's like, you know what? he can't drink like you. Like, like, he's not some, like, superhuman freak. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Was, so I felt like it, she was kind of, I think she was putting Teddy way too up, up too high on a pedestal. So her reaction to Dawn was also maybe too overblown because she saw him as, like, the antithesis to what she imagined was this ideal way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Like, she kind of hopes she can do things this certain way and... Maybe it's not as realistic. But at the same time, Dawn is, like, kind of horribly pessimistic on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. But it was, like, sad, though, like, I, I felt. Because at, at one point, the Peggy and Dawn, like, friendship was one of the best parts of Dawn. And so now Dawn doesn't even have that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, like, even Peggy is, like, looking at him like he's scum. It's just sad. It was very sad. I don't know. But, and and in the end, like, Don basically gets kind of ousted from the company. Like, he gets suspended. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was, I mean, I guess we'll see how things go next season, how far they're going to take that. But it did seem very much, like, set up for a final season. I think next season's supposed to be the final season. And so... The realization that happens at the very end with Don finally, like, going back to his childhood home and showing his kids that kind of seemed, like, set up for a final season. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we're going to get redemption for Don because I don't really think that's that kind of show. But 
maybe we'll finally get to self-awareness because Don has always been like the least self-aware character on television. Like he's never, he's never changed or wanted to better himself in any way, you know? Mm. Um, he's never been self-aware. So it would be interesting if we might finally get to the point where he was like, yeah, I don't know. It would be interesting. I mean, it almost seemed like maybe he was going to get that way this season. With because Megan. Yeah, with Megan. It and like that at first. But. With Megan, and then also, like, there was a one part where he, like, apologized to to Teddy Shaw for doing that thing. But then oh, we realized yeah. the only reason why he apologized was basically to set up this, like, worst thing he did. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, really, he's just a mess. Like, I was like, oh, he's being way too nice. Like, we've never seen him say sorry to anybody, like, ever. And now, now all of a sudden, he's, like, being nice and saying sorry. Like, wait, what's going on? And then, of course. But, no, he really was sincere when he did that. Because remember when it, the guy called him about Sunkist? And he was like, you need to cut that out. We're done with that. And he really had the other guys back. And then the guy told him, like, how much money it was and how they wanted to do it on TV. And then he was like, oh. And so then he went back and, like over you know overruled the other guys well yeah like there are moments but then in the end he pulls that stunt to um to undermine peggy and uh teddy's relationship by um making up that story about the um about the dead partner so that's why they had done this and what did you miss another episode I don't know. I don't know what you're talking the, about. The episode where she called him a monster was in response to what he had done um, with her and Teddy, where he, they had this pitch um, for aspirin that was like based on Rosemary's Baby, and it was like yeah, um, I saw that. And he pulls out this shtick at the at the meeting with them saying, oh, the reason why they want to spend all this money is because it was the last account that the dead partner had the dead partner had um, wanted because there was a, a partner who had died just recently at the beginning when they when they merged. Yeah. Uh, it was like Chaw's best friend and like Chaw's completely destroyed by that whole situation because now mm-hmm. it, it's Peggy doesn't get the doesn't get the credit, and also it makes him take advantage of his dead best friend, and um, it just it like blackens the whole situation in a horrible way. Like that was why she called him a monster was because of what he did in that in that meeting. Hmm. What did he do in the meeting? I just told you. Oh, okay. He he, <laughs> he says he says. Um, he steps in and says, oh, well, what he's not telling you, the reason why they want to spend all this money is because of this dead partner. It was his last thing. And then Teddy has he to go along to with the who? lie. To the to the aspirin people. Oh, okay. I yeah. Yeah. Who they're, like, pitching, they're pitching the idea to. And he also kind of, like, because he's trying to cover up the Teddy Peggy relationship, but in doing that, he exposes it as being something to be covered. So mm-hmm. by doing that, he basically calls them out on having an inappropriate relationship and then also forces them to lie and also takes away Peggy's account and also disrespects the dead person. So there, there's like all these levels on which it was offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. 
I, I, I feel like I need to rewatch the whole season because, I mean, like, I – that was the way I took it, but maybe there's even more going on. Who knows? Mm. Because this show's, you know, complicated. But anyways, let's move on. Um, let us talk about Joan because Joan is everything. And <laughs> I love her. Um, at the beginning of the season, she is not letting Roger be part of Kevin's life even though – it's been pretty clearly established now on the show that Roger is the biological father of her son. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the very end, she lets Roger come over, um, <laughs> which is sweet. Although now she's like seems to be in a relationship with Bob, even though Bob's probably gay. Yeah. Um, and Bob in his short shorts. I don't Bob think they're in, in a relationship. I don't know. Are they just best friends? Or like yeah. they just hang yeah. out all the time? They're I just like just, just they're just like her. girlfriends. They're just like. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> they just yeah. go to the beach together. <laughs> yeah. Cook together. <laughs> Maybe. We don't know. Um, and then the other, um, the big thing with her this season was, like, first of all, her friend Kate, who worked for Mary Kay, came and visited. And I thought that episode was really interesting because we saw her and another professional woman, like, talking about what it was like to be a professional woman. In a way that was different than Peggy, because I feel like with Peggy and her, they just have a different way of looking at the world. But this other woman has a more similar way to Joan. Mm -hmm. So when they have that conversation, you really have this connection of like what it's like for them. Hmm. You know, Um, like even though Joan's a partner, she feels like they still treat her like she's a secretary and all that there was like all that stuff um and then through that friend she gets like or maybe it's through another friend i don't know she gets set up on what she thinks is a date with this guy but it turns out to be a business meeting with this guy who is a head of avon Mm -hmm. the cosmetic company and she wants to bring in the business but then teddy wants to put pete on it and she's like "Mm, hell no i want it to be mine yeah and she maneuvers him out of it (laughs) takes teddy to the meeting then peggy gets pissed because they're not supposed to do it that way but in the end she wins and she gets it and she gets the count yeah and peggy really helped her out too peggy oh my god she was like it was she was so close and that was what was so fascinating about it is we so rarely ever see joan do something wrong like um Mm -hmm. Like, make a mistake. Normally, she's so in control of things. Like, she she doesn't usually mess up. But she, like, seriously messed up. She didn't do mm-hmm. things right. And so Peggy has to cover for her. Um, and that was so amazing when she was, like, in the other room listening. Yeah. And then sends in the note. Like, she sends in the note for the secretary to read it to her. <laughs> yeah. And then, because Peggy knows that Teddy's going to see it her way when she says, like that the guy's calling, then, you know, possession's nine-tenths of the law, so she's got the account, basically. Mm. And Pete is just so pissed off. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, her and Pete, Pete and Joan kind of seem to almost become friends this season in a weird way. Like, I don't know. Pete's relationship to everybody is so odd now. I know. On one hand, I'm like, Pete's a monster. And then the other hand, he's so funny sometimes. Like, he's so, like, a comedic foil for everybody. And he almost seems like he respects Joan, even though he treated her so horribly last season with the whole, um, you know, pimping her out was awful and horrible. Um, Then all of a sudden, even though he pimped her out last season, that doesn't seem to change his opinion of her at all. Like, he just seems to totally just, like, have the same, I don't know, it's just, he's very odd. Pete's so weird. Yeah, he's extremely odd character. He's the weirdest character. The weirdest Mm -hmm. character on television. Um, But yeah, 
so what what do you think about Joan's storyline this season and all that and her as a partner? I I don't know. I felt like it, as a whole the season just for every I don't know. I didn't I don't think she, we really got to see a lot of her. You know? I don't know. We didn't yeah. really get to see Yeah. her do much. Well, it, it's like her arc was is very um like broken up. We mm-hmm. see a little bit here, a little bit there. You have to kind of infer a lot. Yeah. We don't really know what her life is like on a daily basis almost. We'll occasionally get an episode to see maybe what it was like. But then it's like we just get these little glimpses. Um, but it's like whenever we get a glimpse, it's like I get so excited. So I think it's almost because we get to see so little that it makes me so excited when they show us the most manda- mundane thing. Like mm-hmm. we'll just like show her at home in pajamas and glasses. And you're like, oh, my God, Joe yeah. wears pajamas and glasses. This is so exciting. <laughs> Yeah. Um, even though, like, we don't really learn, you know. But I think we've slowly kind of learned, gotten under her skin more of, like, what she, how she really approaches things. Because I feel like the way she handled the Avon account was, like, very telling about where she is professionally and emotionally mm-hmm. and what she wants. Like, she has these goals that, like, are not being met that she, like, yeah. You know, so she had to make it happen. So I feel like even though she did what was quote unquote the wrong thing, I was like supporting her all the way because she had to take a risk in order for her to get that account. There was no other way she was going to get it. She had to break the rules in order Mm -hmm. to do it. So. Yeah. Go, Joan. Yay, Joan. I I was like cheering her on because I'm like, I just want Mm -hmm. Joan to be happy. That's all I want. Joan to be happy. Can she just be Mm -hmm. happy? I was like, Mm -hmm. they like to torture us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then okay, we talked a little bit about Pete already. Let's skip skip over him and talk to Bob. Talk about Bob, and then we can talk about Pete in reference to Bob because really, Bob Benson is the most important thing we need to talk about, and our time's about to run out. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Benson is basically Don Draper, right? He has this secret history that he has kept from them. Got got hired under the radar without anybody knowing that he's not really who he says he is. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you know how the whole storyline of the whole series has been Don Draper is not really Don Draper, right? He's got this secret past and we learned about the way... Why do we know that Bob Benson has a secret past? Franny, did you not finish the season? Yeah, I did. (laughs) There's a whole episode dedicated to Bob Benson his resume is written in steam. He was a manservant to a, like, he grew up in, like, um... Okay, I must have missed something. Oh, my God. There's, like, a very important episode. The second to last episode, it's like, we learn that, um, he was, like, some hick. Um, he was a manservant. Oh, yeah, you know what? When I was watching the second to last episode, Dad called me, like, halfway through, and then we were talking forever. Oh, my God. You missed the most important thing. And, like, it turns out his, um, like, Duck Phillips looks into him because Pete thinks something's up with Bob Benson. Because Pete all hates Bob now because Bob came on to him. Yeah. Like, you saw that part. So he knows, like, Bob is gay. Or he thinks Bob is gay. For all we know, Bob was pretending to be gay to get closer to Pete. You know, we don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And it turns out, like, basically Bob has the same kind of history as Dawn Except he didn't, like, steal somebody else's identity. He just basically made one up. Um, uh-huh. And he he just 
didn't have any qualifications, um, but he just found a place dumb enough not to ask questions, which was Sterling Cooper, Draper, and Price, because they were so dumb, they didn't pay attention. Okay. Like, um, oh, that's our timer. Can we talk mm-hmm. a little few more minutes, Franny? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he learned that basically... Um, and Pete actually was the one who hired him. Like, Ken interviewed oh. Bob, and Pete signed off. They just were so clueless. They had no idea that he didn't actually have the qualifications. Oh, okay. And so Bob gets hired and creates this whole persona of a per- kind of person he is who he's not really. And so mm. he's kind of just like D- Don. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so they have this, did you see the part where Bob and and Pete have a confrontation about it? Oh my gosh, you have to go back and watch the episode, Fran. It's so good. He like confronts him, and what's great is Pete learned from his mistakes. Remember how Pete, back in the day, accused Don of being a fraud and told Burt Cooper, and then Burt Cooper was like, so what? Yeah. And Pete got totally screwed over. Yeah. Um, so this time, he says, you know, I've dealt with your kind of animal before, so I surrender. And Pete mm. says, like, basically allies himself with with Bob, but he okay. he kind of also can hold it over his head because he knows it, but he's not going to tell anybody about it. And he's just okay. like, work closely with me, but not too closely because he doesn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very weird. Yeah, it's very okay. crazy intensity. But then so. how come in the last episode they're each trying to, like, get each other off the... Yeah, because... Um, they Cause they are, just hate each other still. Yeah, they're, they're just... Yeah, and and I think there was a little bit of confrontation in that last episode where they're kind of having to figure out how they're going to work together, and, and basically they get forced to be okay. They get forced to be on the same team because um, the partners want it, and so um, they have to work nicely. But Bob doesn't want to work with him now because he's the one that knows it. So Bob kind of takes advantage of the fact that Pete screws up because he can't drive. Remember how Pete runs the truck? So Pete kind of gets taken off the Chevy account and Bob gets left on, so Bob's kind of able to uh, benefit from Pete's ineptitude. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) yeah. And and it was a nice note, too, because we always knew Pete couldn't drive because remember how he had to go to driver's ed, like, last season? Because he's, like, a New Yorker, so he never had a car until he moved to the suburbs. Mm -hmm. And there's always been a joke about how a horrible driver he is. Like, um, whenever he's in the car, like, his wife... Like, people will always comment about what a terrible driver he was. So it wasn't... Mm -hmm. So it was, like, funny when that actually had a payoff of him, Mm -hmm. like... (laughs) Yeah. Screwing up with Chevy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I guess now Pete is going to go to California to do the startup company that's like, or their satellite office in California. Because there was mm-hmm. like a fax at the end. It was all very confusing. Like, I feel like I need to rewatch the episode. But apparently Pete is now, gonna, because he got taken off Chevy, is now going to California. Okay. So, I don't know. Hmm. Um. One other thing before we sign off is poor Ken Cosgrove, um, who had to deal with Chevy, and (laughs) he gets shot in the face. Can we discuss Ken getting shot in the face? And also, before that, the accident where he had to limp. um, I know. Those guys are wild. They're wild, those Chevy Chevy (laughs) businessmen. Yeah. So I love how he's just, like, so happy to finally get taken off the case. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to survive this. You have to take me off the case. Like, you have to. (laughs) Or not the case, the the account. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, So, yeah, Ken Cosgrove, like, uh, tap dancing was one of the highlights of the season and also shot in the face. That was great. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And on the other hand, Harry became, like, the worst person ever. Like, it's like, 
Ken became good, but then Harry is now horrible. Harry's the one who um, has the big sideburns, does the TV account. And remember how he used to be sweet back in the day? Now he's horrible. He's like a racist, a misogynistic jerk now. Like making accusations at um, Jones saying, she, you know, oh, it's horrible. He's horrible. Mm -hmm. I hate Harry. It's very upsetting. Mm. (sighs) Okay. Any other final thoughts about Mad Men this season for Jessica? Other than... I'm just going to have to fill in some holes. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any theories or any predictions for next season and the final season where things might go? Or, or I don't know. I'm kind of wondering if his if Don's wife's gonna leave him. Yeah, I feel like that might happen, but I don't know. I mean, didn't that already sort of happen in the finale? I mean, oh shit. Well, in the finale, she realizes they're not really going to California. Yeah. Um, and because he's gonna stay in New York, and and she's just she gets really pissed off about it. Like I knew it was too good to be true. It seems like she's gonna leave him just from the finale. Like it seems kind of oh, okay. But I guess it, it could still make up. But mm-hmm. it seems like she's done with him from the finale. But maybe I'm reading too much into it. Mm. Do you have like anything you really want to see happen? That like like a wish list type of thing of like what you want to see on Mad Men next season. Hmm. Probably, like, some good Jones storylines. Yeah, that's basically what I want to. (laughs) Good Jones storylines is my number one, yeah. Yeah, some good Jones Mm storylines. I just want her to see her happy and in charge of everything. Is that too much to ask? Well, Peggy can be in charge, too. They could, like, be in charge together. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how much of a time jump they do next season because we're already in 1968. Are we going to get to the 70s before the show ends? Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll like end with 1970 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and it'll be, I don't know. I just think this show's so good and just kind of underrated in like it's overrated in some ways but i feel like it's underrated in 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 how funny it is like i just feel Mm -hmm. like it's secretly just this best comedy that (laughs) is just not being appreciated how good how funny it is like i don't know Mm -hmm. it's just so crazy (laughs) oh and wasn't it fun to see danny strong show up in the um jonathan from buffy oh show up again I forget who he was. He, oh yeah, because he's living the life out in California. He's living the life out in California. Okay. Um, yeah. Because he used to work. He was. They had to hire him because he was like John took uh, his idea. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and also, he was the cousin of uh, of Roger's ex wife. Okay. Yeah, the brunette who we haven't seen for a while. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah, I, I loved Mad Men this season, so I am sad that we have to wait a whole year to see it again, um, and I'm sad that it's going to be the final season, but I'm sure it'll be a good one. Yeah. Yep. So, okay, well, I've already t- kept you longer than our timer, so... Um, <laughs> yes. 
I know, terrible. So <laughs> I guess we will log off. And uh, thank you so much to everybody who's listening. If you want to give us any uh, feedback or comments, you can email me, heroinetv at gmail.com or go to the blog, heroinetv.com. And uh, Francesca, hopefully you'll come back on the podcast another time. We could talk Pretty Little Liars or something because mm-hmm. uh, that's going on right now. Oh, Plus, okay. I really want you to watch Orphan Black. Have you watched yeah, it? Yeah, I started it. <gasps> so excited. Mm-hmm. Okay, very proud of you. <laughs> okay, happy 4th of July, everybody. Right. Bye. Bye. God, we're hot chicks with superpowers. Thanks, yeah, Jeff. Comforting. Uh-huh.